what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson, and instead of just being to the side of me, I'm now looking down kind of in a Brady Bunch type of thing right here for anybody watching on video. And there's my brother. Yep, perfect. You got it, Brian. There's my brother. Brian Jackson and Brian, that, how you are, had to, we had to practice that for about 20 minutes before we got on just so everybody knows. We did right? a lot more short show prep on the pointing than we did the actual topic that we're going to be discussing. I mean, today. you've been training for months now to kind of tilt one direction mm-hmm. to me and now we screwed it all up. Now but. it's, it's all thrown off because we have a third block that we'll get to in just a second. I will I'll definitely introduce our, our guest, our uh, uh, fellow uh, commentator with us tonight here. But Brian, let me just kind of kick to you first. Uh, everything going okay? You doing all right? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I feel a little bit odd down here at the bottom. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of assuming that there's some level of hierarchy here that that I'm there is. not quite aware of right now. Um, yep. Maybe a reverse Bill hierarchy and I, is kind of... Bill and I are on a, on a certain level. And we kind of... Uh, well, Bill and I... Bill, per- Bill Kerrigan's our guest joining us. How are you doing, Bill? Doing good. Thanks yeah, for having good. me in, guys. To have you. Bill and I got to kind of meet beforehand, Brian. We hit it off extremely well. We realized yep. we probably have a lot more in common and probably enjoy each other's company a lot more than than you and Bill did. So that's where the two of us are up on this top level, and we found space for you down below. And I feel like yeah. that kind of works for the show yep. in general. So that's where we're going to leave things. And all. That's um, completely understandable. I understand the the rationale. And uh, if I were both of you, I'd want to hang out with each other instead of me as well. So yeah, <laughs> well, enjoy. I'm glad but we all see it the same way. I may yeah. just start drinking and let you guys just have at it. <laughs> Put me on mute. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> well, Bill, well, Bill, welcome Bill, to Brothers welcome, in man. Tech. Yeah, Bill Kerrigan is a customer service supervisor at Pacific University. Uh, he's been in uh, technology and different ways, shapes, and forms, and teaching and education side of things for well over twenty years now. And uh, Bill, we're just happy to have you here. Um, in general, happy to have you here, but also happy to have you here for the topic we're going to dig into uh, because it is something I know you've got a lot of firsthand experience in, and that you you are working a lot with people that are faced with things like scams. And that's what we're going to be talking about is scamming. Uh, what What is scamming these days? What does it mean? What forms does it take? And how can we make sure we don't fall victim to scams? Uh, technology is great. I think all three of us can attest that we love technology. We love what it can do. But obviously, it introduces a whole, whole host of new issues and problems for people. One of them being people getting taken advantage of and scammed in, in many creative ways these days. So that's what we're going to talk about here in a little bit with that. And uh, yeah, so uh, Bill, uh, tell me a little bit of what you, what you do at Pacific University in the technology field. Kind of what, what, tell us a little bit about what you do there. Well, well yeah, so I work for the, the technology help desk, uh, mm-hmm. a piece of our, our larger IT infrastructure, the university. And my job is basically first contact. So 
yeah. I, I review most of the, the tickets that come in through email and through our ticketing systems. Uh, I'm there with the phones as people are calling in with stuff. And uh, I, I also, I'm at a, a help desk window uh, with people walking up with their computers and going, please help. <laughs> yeah. Or like, why did you break this? Yeah. Usually that's the bigger one, but yeah. Right. It was, yeah. yeah. So you've got to really kind of balance that line where you, you, you need to know and understand the technology side, but you're also helping interface with the people that are needing help with it. And uh, very, very much the brothers in tech mantra of what yes. we've got going on here yes. is that same idea as uh, how do we help people that uh, may not be as as versed in the technology or not as familiar with it as we are. How do we make it more accessible and easier for people to use and understand? Right. Yeah. I mean, I can say exactly. Bill is Bill is the brothers in tech of Pacific University. Right. He's the one who has to to dumb things down to people uh, who you know who need some help and to kind of make it so it's understandable. Uh, I mean, Bill, you know. You can tell me, is it the faculty or the students that are worse that are oh, having no. a bigger issue here? <laughs> Don't tell put me. Bill in that position now. Sorry. Well, I mean, Bill, Bill, none of them listen to this po- podcast, so you're fine. You're fine. Go ahead and tell us. And actually tell us who the, who, the, who the faculty and students are. Like, if you could name names, that would be no, – so, <laughs> so, so if you want a true hierarchy, it goes staff, faculty, then students. Ah. Okay, which order are we talking about? Ask, what hierarchy you know, are we talking about? Oh, uh, most need. Have the biggest staff. Most need. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah, they, I got you. They, they, they just, they don't want to listen for, for longer than yeah. a few minutes. And then, you know, like faculty, just because the, the nature of the job and how fast things come and go, uh, there's often just not time to do things. And I'm not that being was, generous. That, very was generous. Very, <laughs> that was very politically correct. Yeah, that was very, very polite. Mm-hmm. And then the students just don't want to talk to a guy that's 40. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so they may be struggling, but they just work. really don't want to ask oh, questions they, and get involved. I'm sure if I went on TikTok, I would see some of this, but, you know, like uh, blissfully ignorant sometimes. Yeah. So. Yep. so you don't have a help desk on TikTok. That's probably a good thing. Yeah. So, yeah. We, and of course, you didn't mention administrators, it. but I, I will take a wild guess as to where administrators fall in that uh, that hierarchy as well. But given that your job's at, at risk at that point, I, you know, I won't ask you to talk about higher ups. So, I mean, I'm not going to say that administrators fall into the staff category. That's that's for somebody. Oh, else. you're not. Okay, good. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Wink, wink. We yeah. we all, all right. hear you, Bill. <laughs> um, <laughs> we loud and clear. So, so we just thought Bill is the perfect fit to kind of talk with us today about the subject we've got in mind. And Brian, this is a subject we've been wanting to kind of address for a while. Um, yep. Because even though we, we talk about a lot of topics of things where people come to us with questions about technology and needs, sometimes it's the, the probably still the most common question I get. And, and Bill, I know I'm talking to, I'm preaching to the choir here in your spot. But I do some IT work for a couple of groups in town and manage their IT system. And a lot of the most common email questions I get or text questions I get is, look at this email I just got. Is this legit or not? Okay. And it's, you know, I only work, my largest group I work with only has a staff of about 12. But I still get probably one of those emails every day from one of those staff people. So it's a common thing happening. And as, as people are concerned about scamming, because they hear a lot about it, it's in the news. I mean, we hear that scammers are out there. They've always been 
people trying to scam people out of money or information of some sort. It's just with technology and with emails flying left and right and text messages coming in left and right. I mean, it's just, it, it's so all over the place that that's, that just seems to be the most common thing we've got to deal with is uh, helping people understand when a scam is, is being perpetuated and, and how to avoid it and how to spot it, you know, in advance. So, um, yeah. So let's talk about the types of tech based scams that, could be out there because I think when most people are thinking about scams now, they think about email because that's what you hear the most about. And email is so accessible and easy, but there's other types that we've seen over time as well. Right. So, I mean, what was kind of one of the earliest types of somewhat tech related scams we had, right? Brian, yeah. what was that? That I mean, was, uh, well, I mean, you know, if we're talking technology, right. I mean, uh, the phone call, the, the call scams, you know, were where it really all took off, right. Where it was, you know, you had call centers of scammers kind of just robocalling and, and, you know, sending out multiple calls and just hoping that you would respond with some sort of, you know, time, right? It's like, oh, yes, I'd love to find out more about that. And then they've got their hooks in you, right? Um, I think that's become less and less of a concern now. One, because I think the you know, cell phones, right? Most people, well, not most, a lot of people have switched away from the landline, the home line. So therefore there are ways in which some of those calls can be caught before they get to us. Um, mm -hmm. But I remember that was, I mean, that was huge, right? Like when you were a kid, you had to be taught how not to get scammed, right? How, hey, when someone calls and asks for this, don't tell them this, don't tell them where you yeah. live, don't tell them your address, don't tell them, mm -hmm. you know, all of that, right? You had to learn that because, well, when we we're younger, we didn't realize that people sucked. And now we do, right? Now we understand <laughs> yeah. that people people suck and people want things from you. And um, so I think the calls, but I think the calls are less than that. I mean, I don't know. Have you guys, I mean, I, 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 I say in the last two weeks, I've probably just received at least one scam call, but it was, mm -hmm. you know, an attempt to say, hey, is this so-and-so? And can I, you know, you know, your car warranty is going out of whatever, you know, so kind yeah. of that typical robo call that's going around. But I think people have gotten really smart about that. Um, I, I would yeah, think, I don't think I've experienced I, any live scam phone calls yeah. in a really long time. I've had voicemail recordings where I can, you know, they're leaving messages like and the all, auto. But, yeah. The bots. Yeah, right? Well, Bill, part of it you? is, well, yeah, Bill, like, is, there's, is there's phone, phone scam still happening? Yeah. And, and like, there's, there's levels to that. Because there's the ones that are, you know, like, you know, confidence scams where it's somebody trying to get into your information. But then, like, I mean, at, at corporate levels, even, it's just somebody trying to, like, a salesperson trying to get to the next level of person at, at their organization, mm -hmm. just trying to get access to them. You know, the, mm -hmm. I get a phone call a day. It's like, hey, can I talk to your purchasing manager? Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, wow. No. No, like, mm -hmm. what, who are you? And like, why am I sending right. you to this person? Like, it's annoying for me to pick up this call. And that's, sure. you know, it's like, you know, it's still out there. I mean, people yeah. are, are still trying to, you know, circumvent. And like, most of those, those confidence scams are absolutely, you know, like, just preying on people's like, need for time, and like, want to, to like, get people through, you know, quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah so, I spent a lot you, of time with student workers, you know, talking about how to deal with that. Can you define that again? You said confidence scams. So you're saying scams to try to gain your, your yeah. comfort level. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, you know, it, where the term con man comes from, right? It's, yep. it's all a way of like creating fast rapport 
and trying to get you to, to, you know, believe them enough to give them something, you yeah. know, and yep. anymore, the, the currency that, that works is information because if they can get an email address or they can, you know, figure out a little bit more about like the, the corporate structure or, you know, even like how you structure your own day, that gives these people information that they can plug mm. and pray on. Well, so yeah, interesting. Oh, I didn't even think about the time of day and there's people's schedules, but yeah, there's information to learn about from there as well. That's true. Yep. 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 Yeah. It used to be as, as simple as I'm going to call to see if you're home and if you're mm-hmm. home, I know not to rob your house right now. If you're not home, then, you know, there's, I mean, it was that, I think there was that level of, I'm going to use technology to try to make it easy for me to figure out if I can do the non-techie way of stealing money from you. Right. And then mm-hmm. it got to be like, wow, now we have ways of actually stealing your money without ever going to your house, right. By getting credit card numbers or bank account numbers and all of that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, Calls are still there. I do think, you know, maybe just a quick tip before we leave calls that if you are someone who does most of your work on a cell phone or you have gotten rid of the home phone, most cell phone companies now have ways of, you know, either tagging calls that come in that are that are, you know, scam calls. Uh, I think I'm with T-Mobile. T-Mobile has its own little thing that runs in the background that will I can occasionally go in there and say, how many scam calls did you guys cut off? Kind of like junk filters. How many did you already filter out? And it's amazing to me. I'll see, you know, hundreds of numbers in there to know that, okay, T-Mobile did its job by not letting those get through to me. And some mm-hmm. still come through. But I think, you know, take take advantage of those. Look for those. Look for those opportunities. Um, you know, there's even uh, features now on your cell phone where you can say, if it's a number I don't recognize, don't even ring it. Don't even ring mm-hmm. my phone. Send it straight to voicemail. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm someone who rarely ever answers my phone anymore. I'll let it go to voicemail because I don't even have my ringer on. I've never heard my ringer. Um, so I'll let it go to voicemail. And then if they really need me, I'll be able to get it from the voicemail and not feel pressured. Yeah. Right. To get rid of that. So so I think phones yeah. may be a little less of our concern right now. But I, th- I think people are maybe fairly used to that, maybe in understanding that, hey, if someone's calling you and they're asking lots of stuff, you know, Find, find another way to verify. Like, hey, you know what? Send me a follow-up email. You should have my email already, right? I'm not going to tell it to you, but if you really know who I am, you should have it. So send me an email and I'll, I'll look at it then, right? Or something. But, mm-hmm. but I think things yeah. progress now, right? To, to email, text, and even we'll talk a little uh, briefly about some other strategies with some of these messaging services that, that people are using, right? So let's what go ahead you- and ease on into that. Let's talk about kind of... Uh- Let's talk about email next, because I think email kind of progression-wise yeah. is where things went after phone calls kind of got hit their high point. Then everybody started having email. Then email became such an easy way for scammers to try to reach people. Now, you know, the, the interesting thing I always thought with, with scamming, when people would try to get a phone call, the goal was that if you could get that person on the phone and start a dialogue with them and start to get any little bit of information you're winning. That's the scammers kind of winning their their job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With email, it's all about quantity is from their standpoint, they can blast out thousands of these spam messages. And if they just sometimes have one person to fall into the trap, it makes it all worthwhile. So that's where emails just really gave them so much more volume to work with and so much more automation Mm -hmm. of getting these things out than they ever had before. So 
email just such a common tool for everybody these days. We get so many emails uh, coming through our inbox. That was kind of a next, next more natural way for scammers to, to, to evolve into that. So let's talk about what those email scams look like. Uh, yeah. What's what's typical email scam look like? What what is it? What what can we expect in those? For me, yeah, maybe or, it's open forum. Yeah. Well, so I'll just say uh, on a side. I know this wasn't a scam, but uh, I mean, I am still waiting for. Uh, there was a prince in Zaire that is going to be sending me some money. Um, yeah. I think it's supposed to be about $3 million. Um, mm-hmm. Other people said it was he's a scam. A very nice guy. Can't be. He, he, he seems yeah, incredibly he's, nice. He's awesome. Incredibly nice. He's yeah, a wonderful yeah. follow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know, yeah, the, I, I, you know the coolest thing about him? He could use it. Yeah. The coolest thing I found out about him is he and I have the exact same social security number, just one number off. I had no idea. <laughs> but when I shared <laughs> no it with way. him, he told me that. It was amazing. I yeah how weird is that uh, huh? so now, was it so above or below right yeah i think okay. he was one no. behind me so that was <laughs> weird, yeah. um but yeah well, in all okay. seriousness yeah emails that kind of became the running joke for after a while is that some of those email scams were very suspicious i mean even yep. just on face value typically it's people promising you that you've won or inherited or they need to gift you some money or whatever it may be something that yeah. it just sounds mm-hmm. too good to be true. And it absolutely is. Um, well, that's, Alan, I think that's one like, form. Doesn't yeah. it feel like the emails, you know, if you look at the progression, it used to be really, really straightforward that you could look and say, if the email is too mm-hmm. good to be true, it's too good to be true. It's saying, yes. we want to give you money. Tell us yeah. where to give you the money. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think people realize, okay, all right. That, they started to recognize that's a scam, right? You're trying to give me yeah. something. Nobody gives me something. Then they take the next step, which is, okay, well, now we're going to prey on your fears. And one thing that I'm noticing a lot with these scams now is like, because we do have such a digital presence, I have an Amazon account. I have an eBay account. I have, you know, a Citibank account. It's, it's preying on your fear of being scammed to try to scam you. It's like, hey, by the way, someone has hacked your account. You need to call us to make sure that we can unlock your account and make sure that we can get it back and change your account, mm-hmm. right? Okay. It's preying on the fact that you're wanting not to be scammed by then getting you to do something so they can scam you, right? Alan, oh, I yeah. actually I pulled up one if you want to you want to take a look at uh, uh, what I just shared. There. Oh, yeah, sure. This is one that actually just came in not long ago on my email. And it, of course, got caught okay. by junk mail. But as you can see, it's, it's saying that it's it looks like it's from Geek Squad, and this one is kind of somewhat simple in that there is no web link. It's not trying to get you to click on anything. It's actually preying on your fear that says, by the way, you're getting ready to get renewed $389.99 on your account, and unless you call us to tell us to stop that, if you look at the very bottom, it says to cancel or get an instant refund of your subscription call us right so yeah. of course they want you to call and then when they call they go like oh wow thank you sir you, yeah we we didn't realize so i need to verify and verify what your account number is or i verify what your you know your credit mm-hmm. card is so i can go ahead and refund looks like we already ran it through i'm sorry we're gonna have to refund that we need your credit card and of course they go in and <laughs> suck something else out so yeah. so maybe both of you if you don't mind since you haven't seen that email until just now is there anything about this email that stands out to you that would be a trigger as to this being a scam. Uh, I'll yeah. let you go first. Uh, Using anything? Yeah. 
the logo is low resolution. Yep. Mm -hmm. You can see how, how blurry it is. Uh, yep. the, the general like layout and whatnot is kind of clunky for a corporate organization. So like, right. it's just, it's a little too big, little, you know, like doesn't seem like they've, they've gone through and actually that this, you know, this is all, well, all uh, mail merch stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, for one, so geek squad is a fairly decent sized company, right? I mean, there's a lot of them mm -hmm. out there. They're going to look better than this, right? I mean, that's one yeah. kind of trigger. It's like, wait a minute, this is clunky. Now, if it was clunky for like Bob's plumbing, then mm -hmm. you'd go, okay, well, Bob's plumbing, I use Bob's plumbing and Bob doesn't have enough clients to really scam me. Maybe I need to, to figure out that I use Bob's plumbing. Well, for one, I don't have Geek Squad. I've never used Geek Squad. I've never been there. So this one is going to be a mm -hmm. failed attempt. As Alan, you said, you're, it's about numbers. They'd be failing with me. But if someone mm -hmm. did have a Geek Squad, and let's just say someone is not very tech savvy. Maybe they're older. Maybe they're worried. They're like, oh, crap. Someone is trying to take advantage of me. You know, then it may get that call, right? Yeah. You well, know, I'd also say, Alan, Alan, do you, you want to add something? You said oh, no, you Bill, did you have something else you saw on that? Well, yeah, because the, so the, the big one here, and like we kind of mentioned with the first one, is like too good to be true, right? Yeah. So yeah. when's the last time that a major corporation was like, hey, by the way, we don't want to take your money? <laughs> yeah that's good that's good yeah and we're then, getting ready to take part of your money please tell us to stop if you want right now yeah right they'll that's tell true. you afterwards then, they'll tell you afterwards and at the bottom they yell at you the phone number twice you yeah. know like yeah don't miss the phone right. number we really yeah. need you to see this phone number yeah, yeah. well i'll tell you right away these companies don't really want phone calls um, because, you know, the phone call is one of the most costly ways for them to have interaction with a customer. If there was a way for people to cancel a service that they were going to send out, it would be a link. It would be some way of sending you to a site to do that, not a phone call for sure. Yeah. Um, now, um, the thing I noticed right away, um, I always look at the email addresses that yeah. it's coming from. Yep. So I see at mm -hmm. the very top, it's actually coming from a Geraldine billing department yep. uh, with a really long email address that has nowhere in it does it have Best Buy or Geek Squad or, Geek Squad or, anything, or anything in the actual mm -hmm. email address. Yep. So right away, that looks suspicious. And the fact that it's going to, meaning the TO field, is going to a completely different address that's not one of your addresses, Brian. It's uh, angel something something at hotmail.com. Yep. Um, yep. That's a big tip off right there is that, you know, yep. if, the, if the email address is not, if the, if the, if the email is not coming from a valid looking email address and definitely if it's not going to an address of yours that you can validate, you're in the midst of a, of a scam effort for sure there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or, I, or I often think you'll those see are, everybody else's one. email addresses too. So you right. see like right. 40 email addresses in the group. Which, if this was a direct email to you as a consumer or customer, why would they be sending it to 40 other people at the same time? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But it yeah. is amazing how many people don't look at the email addresses that it's coming from or who it's going to. You just see the message. You see the body. And you're right, Bill. This one, I think you look at and you say, wow, it looks like it was done back in like 1994. It was like it's very old tech looking that's a big tip off right away. I will say there's a lot of these scammers I've seen. I've been 
couple of them I've looked at and said, they huh, look pretty good. that actually looks mm-hmm. legit. I need to check into this a little bit more because they've really, Alan, some of them have stepped up their game a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. So Alan, let me, let me, let me ask a question here. So, so we, we look at this and we see, we knew to look, we know to look for the email, right? Check the email, check to see if it's coming to you. Let's say though, that, that the scammers were really good. And it did go directly to my email. Maybe it was BCC'd, so only uh, it looks like it only came to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person it came from, maybe it was kind of a at geeksquad.com, which probably isn't their you know actual email address anyway. But it right. looks legit. Sure. And let's say that I actually did use Geek Squad. I don't know a couple mm-hmm. years ago, right? What would be your strategy at that point? So how would how would you guys, Bill? Maybe you jump in. So how if let's say that you did use Geek Squad. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to not get scammed, but you also don't want to get, uh, you know, credited or debited. You're at 300 and something bucks. What would you do? What would your what would your strategy be, Bill? Hmm. I, I personally would start with my bank, you know, and, and check to see if I have, you know, like if this invoice number and something else from my banking records actually met Mary up. Yeah, yep. there's just yep. a lot of ways to do that. Um, yep. There's also like. I've done this with uh, emails, emails that come in where people are like, is this legit? I'm like, I don't know. It looks like it could be. I'll copy the email, throw it in a Google search, and just see if it pops yeah. up because people will yeah. be like, oh, this is a scam. Got scammed. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Right. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. Yep. So what you're yeah. saying is you were actually copied. You copied the text of the email, like the paragraph in there or mm-hmm. something like or, that. Or you put it in a Google search. Mm-hmm. And if that exact wording template of an email was coming up and a Google search came back and said, Hey, people are reporting this as a scam. That's your, that's your sign right there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. really good. That's a, good plagiarism too. that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I because have if they're pushing this too, out, right? If yeah. they're pushing this out to thousands and thousands of people, they're using the same email template. So that means thousands of other people have received this exact same email with the exact mm-hmm. same text. Yep. And have reported it or or shown it to be a scam. So you can do yep. a search on that block of text or any sizable amount of text in this email, and should be able to get some validation on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because like and Google think, and that, they're amassing you know stats and all that, and they're they're trying to push that out so that things yeah. get blacklisted as quickly as possible. Yeah, that's good. So I think I think one one really uh, one good you know set of steps that I would encourage people to do. You get an email like this. If it doesn't automatically screen to you scam, then I would I would start looking at the pieces, but do nothing with the email itself. I mean, that's that's always my big step is like, don't do anything with it. Don't click on anything. Don't call anything that's on here. I would look and say, oh, you know what? I did use Geek Squad last year. Uh, and my guess is these big companies, they probably have an online account. Well, I would go to Geek Squad's page, actual Geek Squad's page on Google, and I'd look on there and see, one, is the logo the same? I would mm-hmm. look to see, hey, is there a login? And if I have a login, I'm going to go in and log in as me. And then it should immediately come up and say, you're getting ready to get debited $389.99 if that is true. If yeah. it's not on mm-hmm. there, guess what? It's not happening, right? So mm-hmm. um, the other thing that really quickly I would just say in this one didn't have much of this, although there's a little bit wonky, but a lot of times you'll notice misspellings. And if you notice mm-hmm. the misspellings, those are really big cues. Um, you know, I've mm-hmm. I've been I've been kind of you know uh, creatively duped before where I'll look up an email and I'll see the email is like at geeksquad.com or something. 
But then if you look carefully, it's maybe Geek Squad with three E's or something mm-hmm. where they tried to work around what is the real email address and yeah. hope that you don't recognize it, right? So always yeah. look for misspellings, look for, you know, bad bad grammar. I mean, why here this one says the debited amount being in capital letters and, and mm-hmm. that, you know, people just wouldn't do that, right? These companies have a good editor and they're not going to send that kind of stuff out. So... So this one, obviously, I think was pretty easy for us to catch those things. And Alan, I think you had one that may be a little bit. Yeah, I do. Um, right? Sure. Let me let me bring up a one that I've got that. that I mean, it's still one. Credit card and everything. It's still yeah. one I was able to look at and see right away it was a scam. But I could honestly see how somebody could look at this and question it and maybe believe it for a moment, because Amazon. I mean, let's be honest, Amazon's emails are not the most graphically uh, intricate designed emails. They're pretty simple. It's typically an Amazon logo up at the top and then a message, like very, very similar to this. But um, I could see some people easily getting fooled by the look of this email. And this is obviously saying, hey, your account's been locked. Uh, It says we detected some unusual activities. Brian is preying on their fears, just like you said, to say somebody's messing with your account. You need to go in and validate your details of your account. And it's showing a case ID, it's showing a date, it's trying to be very specific and, and say that something's wrong with your account. A couple red flags here, as you got, we've already mentioned in the last example, just the email it came from, even though the name of the email says mm-hmm. no-reply at amazon.com, which looks very legit. If you look in your email header, you actually see the full email address that it actually came from. And you guys can't see it. It's spanning off the screen. But it's this really long string of characters at some random domain name I I couldn't even pronounce and I've never heard of. So that was already automatically a red flag. But let's say you don't – maybe your email program doesn't prompt those email addresses as well. Um, This is the one where they want you to click a button. Unlike doing the phone call on the one Brian gave, they want you to click this link because they want you to go somewhere and provide some details about your account. So what's our, what's our, what's our strategy here? If we see an email where it wants us to click a button and maybe let's say we, we are buying into this. We think that this could be legit. What's our tip off at this point? Bill, Anybody? Bill? Well, so like one of the first things, depending on, on your browser or email mm-hmm. client, often when you hover over those links, you should be able to see a little preview of it down at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. And that rollover gives you a quick little thing where like, if it's not taking you to amazon.com slash login, you're going to that's somebody not, else's website. That's you're right. exactly right. Now, unfortunately, yeah. the way this screen sharing works on this system, you can't see the little pop-up window I'm getting right now when I roll over that link, like you just said, Bill, but mm-hmm. the link that pops up is a uh, mailtrack.io uh, backslash trace backslash link, and then a really long cryptic long set of numbers and letters nowhere in that link. Let me follow you. Let me follow you. That's right. (laughs) So that's a trick. This is the tip for everybody here is if you take your mouse and you just hover, meaning don't Don't click click. on it, just put your mouse over the link for that button. It, your email programs, most of them will do this. Either they'll pop up a little window showing you what the actual link is that it's going to try to send you to. Or maybe it'll show it down in the bottom bar of like an email program. I think different mm-hmm. play programs do it different ways. Mm-hmm. But you want to see what that link is. And 
if it's not one that has amazon.com as the main address in that link it's going to, then that's a big red flag as well. It's trying to send you to some other website that probably if I went there, it's probably going to have an Amazon logo across the top. It's going to try to look a little bit like an Amazon website. It's going to ask me to put in some identifiers to get me to quote, verify my account, but really it's just wanting to grab some information from me. And yep. Uh, yep. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Alan, maybe another, uh, so if for some reason your, uh, your email client won't give you just by rolling over, won't give you that web address. Now this is a little trickier, but if you feel comfortable copying a link, you know, sometimes what I'll do is I'll hover over mm. and then do like a, you know, to me, a uh, control click, or if you're on a PC, maybe a right click, something like that to bring up the menu of, hey, copy this web link. Well, then Mm -hmm. if you copy the web link, go to a Microsoft Word and just paste, you'll be able to see it. It's not following it. It's not going to the link or anything. You can actually just see what that link looks like. And, um, you know, if you do that, then there's another way of trying to see, okay, that doesn't look legitimate at all. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, this one, I think I, I, you know, there's a couple of things here that are really key. Alan, you, you know, you mentioned also, I think you said the, the two account up there is like, how to, you know, how did that get to you when it's going to two, you know, no.acc dash apps, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, right? It needs yeah. to be your account. It needs to show you if it's Amazon, it's going to be your email address in which you have your Amazon account. Um, I notice I get some of these and then I realize, wait a minute, that's coming to my school account and my, my Amazon account is for a completely different email address. So why would it ever come to me? Okay. That's gotta be junk. Um, but then the other thing is, you know, if it were me, what I would be doing right away is I just go log into Amazon, just go, just go like jump actual over Amazon. Browser, my yeah. app, my app on my phone or whatever. And if there's no big notification that comes up that says, you have an issue, you need identify, identification, well, then guess what? There's nothing there. You're fine. Yeah, and now we can yeah. see. Now we can see. You. Yeah. Like, I just shared my and, window instead of uh, on my screen. And as you can see, I rolled uh, I over you. view details. And there you can see a long cryptic email or a web link yep. in a little pop-up yeah. that, that shows up. That's your sign to say, don't click this. Okay. That's right. And, um, and Brian, as much as it pains Alan for me to say this, that, that that's great you know, like advice there because – like going to the source and like not relying on redirects and all this other yeah. piece, it does so much for keeping you safe. Because like, yeah. if you don't remember your password, you may be prompted to change your password. Mm-hmm. And that's always going to be a good thing. You know? Yeah. Uh, password security. That's, that's a whole, you know, three oh, we've, we've been there. series. Bars. Yeah, we've been there. Yeah. 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 But that, but that's, that's it. like, you know, so any of that where, you know, like you're not sure and it's a service and it's about money, go, go directly to the source. I mean, yeah. even so, if so Bill, you what you're saying is, place better. what you're mm-hmm. saying is my, my suggestion was spot on is what you're saying is I was right there. Correct. I mean, I, mean, I just want to verify. I just want to verify. Brother, but, well, you know, like it kind of sounds Alan, like you are. It kind of sounds like Alan you are. is better looking. So. <laughs> yeah. See, I already got that. So I already got that working for well, me. Well, we knew that. We knew that. But well, you know, are gotta, you I done? Um, are you done, bottom rung member of the panel? Because you're currently at the bottom <laughs> sitting. I just want to make sure if you're done, we'd like uh, to move on with the conversation. Yes. I'm um, done. Yes. <laughs> well, I think now everything we just talked about, guys. I, I yes, all these things, all the above, are things you can do to help remedy this. Um, 
or at least try to uh, find out what what's real and what's not. It, it is a lot of work. I mean, I, yep. I, I I get it that sometimes people, if you're getting you know a hundred emails a day that you're responding to or you're sifting through, and you come across one that you think looks like it could be legit, you know, I, yes, we are talking about a lot of steps to kind of check and do. Um, but again, the, the trade-off is you don't do these things. You click the link and you accidentally give a piece of information you didn't mean to. And all of a sudden you're, you're possibly a culprit of some, yeah. of some nefarious action. So that's right. all we're trying to prevent here. I think after a while you start to kind of look for some real telltale signs and you can quickly spot them. I mean, I've gotten to the point where I can look at an email and just hover just one or two things over a couple links, be like, Oh, nope, this is absolutely false. Trash it done. Um, especially if it's a company I don't recognize or one I know for a fact, I don't buy anything from. I always take the impression too, that, all right, if I get a bill or something that looks like a bill by email from a company that I don't remember ever buying anything from, or don't remember signing up for any kind of annual subscription for, uh, even if I validate it or check it over, I will just still ignore it because my feeling is, you know what? Worst case scenario, let's say there is some subscription I honestly forgot about a year ago and it does come back up. I'd, I'd much rather deal with that afterwards and be like, oh, I see that did pop up on my card. I'm going to go straight to the company and try to resolve this than to take the risk of clicking on something that I thought was a spam related thing. And I'd rather resolve it that way. So, um, yeah. It's, it's a lot of work to do, but this is important. I mean, it's important that we, we protect ourselves and not get um, pulled into these schemes here for sure. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and it, may, it may be a lot of work to do, but if you take the approach, which I think all of us should probably do, that, that email or text should not be the window to action. It should be maybe just the window to information, right? Like if mm-hmm. I get a text that says, hey, your account's been hacked, that's actually great information, but once it says click here to undo the account hack, that's where the problem is, right? But if it yeah. said, hey, by the way, you're getting an issue, and I go, oh, you know what? My bank, I'm going to go in through my app. Look at that. There it is, right? If it's just giving me a notification, if you treat that same thing with email, that's a notification. It may be a false notification, but if you just say it's only a notification, I need to do my due diligence to follow up rather than take an easy route that they're giving you then I think that's uh, it's really smart. Alan, one last thing is you you just on your email, just do make sure that most of our email are, are pretty good. Like Google's really good at kind of detecting some junk. But just as Alan had with his email there, if that didn't show up in his junk, make sure once you determine it is, send it to your junk. Because a lot of these email clients just need to be trained. They just need to be trained that that sort of email is junk and yeah. let it train itself well, better, right? Bill, yeah, you got like, something there. Well, when we were running the exchange servers, you know, for the university, we would block upwards of five to 10 million like scams a day. Oh my gosh. You know, that, that never got to your inboxes. Yeah. So yeah. like the filtering it's already working. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a mesh. It's not a, it's not a wall. So like yep. things are going to get through because they'll be close enough. They'll be, that's why, like, it seems like it's so constant because they're just trying to see if they get around the goalie once or yep. twice. You know, yep. See if yep. get so it's looking for information, like what kind of email got through the the mm-hmm. Pacific University's, you know, filter, right? And then if they see well, anything, like a literal click on a response, ah, 
whatever that was got through the filter. Let's send more like that. Right. Yeah. Well, and like, you know, there's those people that respond to the emails where like, okay, you know, fine. You, you responded. And then they, they call up and like, Oh, I did this and I responded. I'm like, all right, what information did you get? Yep. Now as long it. as you didn't give them like account stuff, it's not much you can do. Right. I mean, there's right. not really a, a change from there. Yep. What happens from there though, is that they'll take that response and they'll look at your, your signature line. Mm-hmm. They'll look at like what the header for Pacific university email looks like. They'll start to do that and they will build their email clients to facsimilate that. To look more and like then that. they can get through because it looks like they're inside, they're in the door and then people will stop mm-hmm. seeing and like it becomes, you know, like yeah. that, that's how it becomes an issue. And that's why when, wow. you know, like, it, whenever somebody says to you like, Oh, well it's just me. What does a hacker want with me? Everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything. Yep. Because yep. you're the you window for like, lots of other things. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's, and that's it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not just so you, big, it's what you touch. Yeah. So wow. Big key there. Just try, you know, try to limit your interactions with emails other than using it as info. Right. If you see it. Exactly. And then go a, go a different route. If you start responding to emails, even if you think you're training it, like, hey, stop scamming me, you just fed into the scam, right? Is what you're saying. So yeah, mm-hmm. there's, you know, if you're if you're not sure, don't click, don't respond, don't call, yeah. right? Yeah. Find some other way of finding out, right? Let yeah. me let uh, me ask a question. Yeah, go ahead, mm-hmm. go ahead, Bill. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to share a, a like a scam that hit us at one point. Okay, mm-hmm. that is like you know. I think it, it completely hits like what they're looking for. And like w- the, the two things I, I find that are human causes of breach. One is don't be in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Now the, the email scams are going to come when they know you're busy. It, <laughs> every year uh, we have orientation and new students and the start of a school year. We have the wrap-up of a year. We have the start of a semester. We have the wrap-up of the whole year. Those four times for any school are absolute chaos. Hmm. And wow. guess when, when our peaks hit? You know, yeah. Because like you can find out our schedule just by going to the website. So like, don't be in a hurry and don't try to finish things too fast. Because that, that interacting between an email just gets people in trouble. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So... One of the scams that, that came through uh, was one of it was it looked like it came from a dean. Uh, so one of the ways you can get uh, the spam comes through is a thing called spoofing. You guys mm-hmm. have you guys run into that before, where like yeah. they send from an address that looks legit, like so, maybe from a coworker, a colleague, or somebody, a friend. It it yeah. looks like it yeah. comes from another person you know. Yeah, exactly. Your boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, or yep. somebody somebody else's boss who's, you know, kind of like, you know, schools have, have uh, big tendrils of uh, departments and whatnot. <laughs> and so this happened to somebody. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing and frightening all in the same breath. Mm. Wow. But uh, one that hit us was uh, the, an assistant for somebody received an email from a dean. Now, now they work for basically an associate dean and the dean emailed this person directly okay. and said, hey, I'm stuck in this meeting and I can't call and I yes. can't get out. <laughs> and 
my best friend's kid has a birthday. Can you do me a favor and go buy a $50 Xbox gift card? Hmm. Yep. And then, you know, like, actually, no, it, it, it stops short of that. It goes, yeah, can you do me a favor? Yeah. And then you respond. Yeah, what do you need? And then, then the, uh, yep, yep, they got and you. And like, and every time you do it, it's not enough. And they keep feeding and feeding and feeding and feeding. And so like, you know, when you work in service fields, you know, th- this is why the staff needs more help, by the way. You know, we try to help and we want to be helpful. <laughs> you know, um, we're maybe not scrutinizing of, of, you know, the interactions all the time. But like, we, uh, we want to, to do things and we want to, we want to please people. Yeah. yeah. And that is prime, you know, like, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a big flaming yaw for, for these guys. You know? yeah. So, yeah. So, the, so you got to be good. You got to be, you know, not in a hurry. You, you can't be a people pleaser, especially with email. So, yeah. so Bill, I'm curious about this, 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 this email chain that got started that with that. Mm-hmm. So with the, was the goal with the scammer there? I'm, I'm asking because I, I want people to understand mm-hmm. kind of what could have transpired if they had continued with that. So if they had respond, if they respond to that individual, the person they thought mm-hmm. was the dean or their boss who reached out and said, "Hey, can you do me a favor?" and they mm-hmm. respond and say, "Yes, what what can I do?" So basically, when they respond back, that email is going back to the scammer, and the scammer is then going to respond with another email saying, "Hey, can you go buy this for us?" And I'm assuming what they're leading them to do is to say, "Hey, here's a link you can just click on and go and or or." or or something. In other words, they're trying to get them to take some action, right? Or what is oh, the, it, what's the end goal here for them? The, the action was for them to go and buy the thing, reveal the numbers, take a picture, send it. Ah, <laughs> buy the gift they, card so now they have give them the card, number right? of the gift yeah, card so, so then they use it and cash. Ah, wow. Yeah, so, so like it's cats out of the bag. You know, you, you can't cancel it because you're not going to get your cash back for it. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you've already you've already scraped this thing off. We, we're not canceling that. And so, yeah. So well, I, they do that. I can say I received that email. I received mm-hmm. that email from a dean one time, and it was exactly that. I'm in a meeting. You know, uh, I'm in a meeting. I'm in a rush. Can you help me? And then it was like, <laughs> sure. What do you need? And then because everything else looks the same, right? The signature was the same. The you know email address was the same. And then, but you're quickly like, yes, you know, especially when it's someone above you, right? You're like, oh, what, what you're asking me? Okay. What can I do? Right. And then everything stopped at that point. But yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it was very believable um, and yeah. tricky, as you said, because you're in a rush and, you know, and I also would add Bill, the reason that when you're in a rush, one, it sounds like you're going to make mistakes, but two, every good scammer has some sense of urgency, right? Every email is like, this is going to happen today. You have to respond today. Your your account's going to be debited today, right? None of them will say, hey, by the way, in the next three weeks, something's going to happen, right? I mean, because they're giving you time to figure it out. So it's all mm-hmm. about playing on your your fears and lack of time to, to do all these clicks and additional you know research that we're, we're suggesting. So that's really exactly. interesting, really smart. Yeah. Actually, I was just looking back through. I, I That company that I do some IT work for um, – just last week, forwarded me an email chain where same idea that the, the person who was the, the uh, boss of the organization, one of the employees received an email that said from that person's name, 
But if you rolled over and saw their full email address, you would see it was not Different. their actual email address. But yep. yeah. if you see it and it says Alan Jackson on the name and it's even got, you know, thanks and Alan Jackson in the signature uh, coming from. And the question was, you know, confirm if you are free, need you run a quick request for me. Yep. You know, yep. so again, they're looking there for a quick response, acknowledgement, so they could do something. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, for those, yeah. I, I think the best you can do prevent it, wife, is, is like we said before, is really take a look at the email address it's coming from. Almost all email clients will let you see you have a name that it comes from, and anybody can spoof a name. I could send an email mm-hmm. to somebody and put whatever name I want on right. it, but right. the email address I can't I can't change. So you got to look where it's coming from, what actual email address is coming from. Is that the email address of the person you're expecting it from? And if it's not, then it's, it's definitely a spoof, right? Yeah. Yep. So Alan, let me just, let me just say, cause this is, this is something I hadn't really thought about till just now. But um, when I got that initial email that I actually did respond to, I was one of those that quickly said like, what, what do you need? And then I realized, ah, it's, it's, it's just, it's just crap. <laughs> ah, damn it. <laughs> but it was on it, but it was on a cell phone and on a cell phone, you can't actually see those email addresses unless you then click on the name, click, click and it. hold, say reveal mm-hmm. the, the address. So I think now they're realizing that as long as they spoof the name and just, just so everybody understands what Alan's saying, you can give a name to your account and anybody can choose any name. You can go in your email account and say that my name is, you know, uh, Snuffleupagus, right? And if you write it in there, it's going to show up as that name in their email list. It doesn't show up like if I look at my email client and all the list of emails, it tries to be nice to me by giving them their name, not their email address. So I see it as Snuffleupagus just email me. Great. Respond. And ne- nowhere in that process am I going to see the actual email address that's underneath that. So, you know, do that extra step. And so I think mobile has really allowed them a whole different area of susceptibleness because people aren't seeing the underlying things like we just showed on our email clients, right? Our, yeah, right. Our, yeah. It takes four clicks. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Four four clicks. Clicks. Four clicks. Yep. Mm. That's too much yeah. time. And that's, <laughs> and that's it. And, and like sometimes even when you go those four clicks – if it's if it's a really well designed attack, it's actually buried in the header. Yeah. And so like, yeah. you know, and, and like as a normal user, I think it would be great for everybody to understand like how to find a header and just look at a header. But it looks like gobbledygook. It is yeah. complete nuttiness and like, you know, like I know that for myself, I'm not a I'm not a fast reader. I'm a complete reader. And so, like, when I look at stuff like that and it doesn't fit the syntax of how I read, I, I, it takes a long time. But if you go through it, you can find the from, the from sender and that, that will, you know, tell you everything there. So yeah. that's it. It's like, you know, like, you just got to, you know, like, look at email with scrutiny. Yeah. yeah. And, like, maybe, and maybe actually just, you know, realizing that the issue that Bill just mentioned about being in a hurry don't respond to those things you're questionable about on your mobile because it's going to be too hard to see some of the issues on mobile, right? Maybe just say flag it and say, I'll respond later when I get to my desktop and then I can see all those email addresses and and things like that. So, so Alan, maybe this kind of uh, potentially a segue to the other phone thing, which is, I agree. I think talking about, so texting Text scams have, I think, probably of all the major scamming vehicles, is probably the one that's picked up 
more steam in the last, you know, five, five, eight years. Uh, while email's still very high just because it's easy, it's volume, they can send out millions of emails uh, at the click of a button and get it out to people. Text messaging is kind of the same way now. Text messaging yep. does have a little more limitations. I know this in the kind of work I do and sending out, sometimes I, I do conduct surveys and I'm sending out surveys by, via SMS text messages to large numbers. I know there's a lot more restrictions but scammers are starting to work around those restrictions, getting access to numbers and knowing how to circumvent these things. So, so what is, what is the scam? What, what do we typically see now with text message scamming? What's, what's, what's the typical look and feel of those, of those kind of messages we get? Well, I, I, I can say I don't get that many in terms of text. Uh, but before I got on today, I asked my wife to send me some screenshots of things that she's getting because she gets them all the time. And I don't know, whether it's a certain account that she has online that kind of got hacked and she's got her numbers out there, but she's just got multiple per day where it says, I mean, not even her name. It's like, Carla, you know, you know, remember this happened, you know, remember that you have to do this and then click here and then, Hey, Carla, you know, you still haven't done this, right? It's over and over. It's, it's calling to action. It's, it's kind of preying on the fact that I think a lot of the, a lot of this has to do with going back again to what is it that they want, right? They want information, or they want direct money, right? And that information will help them lead to some sort of money, whether they sell your info or whatever. But I really feel like the, the texts kind of have a couple of different perspectives. One is they send links and try to see if you're a sucker to click on a link on your, your text and rather than go a different route. But I think the other one is often just, will you engage? And if you'll engage, then again, goes to that, as Bill mentioned before, there's the confidence building. And there's also... You know, the, their ability to talk with you back and forth, like, oh, I'm sorry, is Carla not there? And I swear that it is this not this number? Oh, no, it's this. And all of a sudden you're communicating and they go, hey, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. But, you know, what was your name again? Thank you very much. This is so and so. Now, all of a sudden they're they're realizing here's how I scam you next time because I know you're now you know, Laura instead of Carla. So I think that that's one of the pieces they want access or they want links. Because there's not a whole lot else that can happen in a text, right? I mean, it's either mm -hmm. communication or it's a link, right? Well, I, I found one. Oh, and oh cool. okay, good. And Bring literally, it. it's it says, you know, PayPal, you know, this is the issue. And then it gives me a link, right? But if I look, it gives me who it's from, too. And, like, you know, Apple's at least starting to do this now where if, if you guys could read that, it says support at service-mail dash four five eight dash eight four one two paypal.com okay yeah like this is the the telltale paypal has the ability to pay for their domain they don't need <laughs> services dash mail dash yeah. yes. like if, if yeah. paypal wants to tell you something they're gonna be like hey at paypal.com yep no, yeah no. i'll tell you that domain name just and again we're talking for anybody not familiar with domain name terms that's that is the word or phrase dot typically com or dot net maybe some in situations but that is a domain name and you're right if something's coming from apple it's going to come from apple.com if it's yep. from amazon it's amazon.com you're right paypal nothing should come from paypal that is Something dot something dot something dot something dot PayPal. You know, there's yep. no reason for that. So um, now, good call. That's something to add on to that because, mm -hmm. like, 
you, you're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna go, you, you'll click a link here and there, right? Um, sometimes that's bad because sometimes that'll take you to something that can download and, and you know, be malicious. Uh, you'll be pretty certain when that happens because uh, they don't hide it. Yeah, you know, you'll, you'll get something, yep. Yeah, but the, but the other side of that is like, um, the, the fact that you, you mentioned Apple, you know, and apple.com, the, it, you should go to the sites of the places that you frequent and you pay things to and just see what they do. Because if it's like, you ever notice how much Apple changes their website often? Mm-hmm. And it's so that it's hard, it makes it harder to spoof that. Yeah. You know, because right. like, mm-hmm. if they're not up to date and showing the same things that Apple's showing, you know, then people automatically see that, that their brand has point. enough, yeah. you know, uh, so the Geek, material Geek, Squad, Geek Squad logo that's old and doesn't look like the current one, then obviously that email mm-hmm. is not correct, right? Exactly. Um, and I also think, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm very weary of any links that I get in text, right, unless I know the person. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think a lot of the companies are really good, too. They'll say, like my bank will say, we'll never send you anything that you click on. We'll send you a notice that says, go to the app. <laughs> Right. And then that'll say, go yeah. to the app to see your, your, your message. And that's really yeah. key. Right. Again, going back again, if I go to my app, I have to trust that I get the login, two factor authentication, everything's good. Um, but if I just use text as notifications, not as actions, I'm going to be pretty safe. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, I, Agreed. I had my, my uh, debit card stolen recently mm. and it wasn't physically mm. stolen. Like somebody just got a picture of the numbers and started, oh, wow. you know, uh, charging. Yep. Yep. And and that'll wow. happen. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. my bank texted me and said, Hey, by the way, we think we found fraud on your card. Call customer service. Mm-hmm. Not yep. click this to call us back. And it just said call customer service. Yep. So yep. then and it's so, saying you need again, to go figure it, out to make sure you're comfortable calling, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and even like, if you that, were suspicious of that, yeah. And even if you were suspicious oh, yeah, of that text message, you could actually go on the website and look and see if that for search for that phone number services and just make yep. sure that the phone number shows that it's linked to your bank or whatever it may be. So yeah, you, exactly. yep. you have some validation there. You can check if you're concerned. Yeah. 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 Good point. So I, I think, think text, that's, I think text, the thing with texting limited is limited what they can do. They, they're yeah. limited, right? Mm-hmm. They, they can't do a ton, yeah. right? Cause they can't yeah. manipulate the text to look a different way and all that. They are kind of limited, no. but they can still blast a ton out. Right. Well, and, and the, the danger yeah. of them yeah, is text messages because it's text, it's small. Right. And like, yes, you, yes. You, you never get a lot of information there. So you're always, yep. you're always interacting fast. You're always thinking fast with it. You know, go have to respond. You know, if you get that little thing in the back of your head that when your text message thing dings off, and you're like, Oh, I got to finish this. Right. Like, Right. Stop. Mm-hmm. They're preying on that. They're preying on that. You're right. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just know I start doing SMS messages for a project I'm working on and sending out bulk SMS messages. You're limited in how many characters this message can have. Like there's a restriction. It's like 150 characters, I think, or something like that. You know, as a vendor using SMS messages, we have to put very clearly the name of the organization has to be authenticated by the company that's sending out on our behalf, all those messages out, but we can put a link in there. I mean, I've got a link in there to a survey that we are sending out to employees who leave this organization as exiting employees. 
And it is an option for them to, hey, take click this link and take the survey. But we have to do a lot of communication up front to those employees to say, you will be receiving this text message. It will come identified as coming from this company. No, that's yeah. that's the valid one there. Mm-hmm. So it's it's trepidatious. I mean, I still feel a little queasy sending those out because I know that a lot of people will see them and rightfully so think that there's some sort of spam trying or scam trying to get them to click yeah. a link. Um, yeah. So it's a challenge, but um, you're right hard, in saying right? that because they can't use images, they can't use a lot of formatting. Uh, it's really just text. It's good and bad. I mean, I think it's it's good for the consumer because you can look at it pretty quickly. And I think, I think you can identify it pretty quickly if it looks like it's, it's kind of scammy, but at the same time, because all text messages are short and text only bullet point information, you could like, like Bill was saying, you could just be in a rush and look at it and be like, Oh, I see me to click a link to check on something. So I just do it and not even think about it. And, uh, so it's still dangerous. Well, and, still and, I think, and I think probably the, the best thing I can say to people about it is like, if it if the, the person texting you isn't already in your contact list, like look mm-hmm. at that with, with scrutiny. You know, like right. there's, how did they get your phone number? Why are they contacting you? Yeah. You know, like if yeah. somebody wants money from you and they're doing it via text message and you don't know them, there's a yeah, better that's, way. That's sketchy. Yep. That's sketchy. Yep. Yeah, so, Alan, I think absolutely. that one kind of leads me to one I want to I, I do want to speak about just for a couple minutes here, because all the things that yeah. we've mentioned so far are now, I think, coming really, really strong in one particular domain, which is selling. Right. When you're selling something online, because I have I have I've had this happen so many times within the last few weeks because my wife and I are selling a lot of stuff. Right. We're doing Craigslist and all that, trying to change furniture out and trying to sell some things. Um, Craigslist marketplace, Facebook marketplace. And I have been amazed, right? I've always been a big supporter of those, those, uh, being able to sell person to person. And I've always felt comfortable putting something out there, letting someone send me a note. And then I try to say, Hey, well, if you're a real person, let's, you know, you can, I'll meet you at this place and I'll, we'll be able to, to exchange. But I tell you what they have realized, I think scammers have realized that that medium is a place where they can really take advantage of you. And I'll give you some examples. If right now, so I, I have a couple of things on Marketplace that I'm selling. And the moment that I post them, inevitably, it doesn't matter what it is, I will get the automated response. And this is where Marketplace and some of those places are really kind of messing up in that, you know, Facebook Marketplace, if you see something you want, it automatically gives you predetermined language that you can send them in Messenger. Like, is this still available? I mean, that is already filled in and all you have to do is just click and say, I want to send this person. Is this still available? So you'll get that and you'll get it super fast. You'll get five of them. Is this still available? Is this still available? Still available? And of course, I'm responding yes, right? And, I, and I've gotten to the point where I don't get too excited when I see that someone's saying that because it could be a bot. Um, but those are going to come back super fast. And then what you'll inevitably see now, and they've learned this, is the very next thing will be one of two things, either the two scams that I'm seeing right now. One, they would respond and say, uh, okay, I'm really interested. I could come and get it today, right? But I've been scammed lately, so I need to verify that you're real. So they're actually saying they want to verify that I'm real. And they'll say, can I send you a Google Authenticator link 
and you give me the code to show me that you're real. So like right away, you're like, okay, wait a minute. So you're trying not to get scammed. You're right. I'm trying not to get scammed too. But what they want you to do is go to this thing that gives you, gives you, you have to put in a cell phone number, then it sends you a text. And all of a sudden they've got you a different way. They have you out of Facebook. Now they have you into text, which means they can get more information. The other thing that I'm seeing is just a point blank. They'll say, is it available? Yes. Great. Can I call you? That's the immediate response. Great. Can I call you about it? Or can I send you a text so that we can uh, find a time to, to meet up? And of course, you realize they're preying on me because I want to sell something and I want to get it out of my hands. So they know, like, make it fast. Right. And what they're really trying to do is they want you out of the, the Facebook Messenger, which allows them to get blocked and everything. There's systems in place and they want to get to your cell phone so that they can make a connection in a different way. Right. Now, I had one that was really, really crazy, and this one kind of took me off guard, right? This lady sent me a response, and of course, in Facebook, you can see their profile, and you'll see that there's a, an old lady there saying, I'd like to buy this, and then, you know, I, I can come get it soon, and then you say, great, when, you know, when do you want to come? And say, well, my, my truck can be there tomorrow morning. My, oh, it's something like my, my delivery guy can be there and pick it up. He's in that area. Right. So, of course, I'm thinking, OK, this is interesting. Sure. So and then she says, can I pay for it now? And he'll pick it up tomorrow. So in, in my head, I'm thinking, well, what's the scam here? Right. If she sends me money via Venmo. Right. Who cares? Right. I get my money. What's the what's the issue? Right. Well, it turns out it is actually a scam. And I had to do some research on this. What they do is they say, can I pay you via cash app or one of those Venmo sorts of things. And then you actually get an email or a text that says, so-and-so is trying to pay you, but uh, something like you're not reaching the, the minimum payment amount for this business to be validated, which is something like $300. So this is, that's actually happened. Right. And then the lady comes back with a follow-up text that says, Hey, I just got the notice that it needs to be a minimum of 300. And I think I was selling for a hundred. I'm going to go ahead and pay the 300. And then once you get it, you can reimburse the two. So it actually turns <laughs> out that they're claiming wow. that they're paying the two. And the next thing you know, they're asking for the two in a different way. I mean, it's, it's completely, you know, genius, it's the Western Union scam. ridiculous in the same point. Right. But what it was, was this constant feedback of, Oh, you know, I've got, I'm an old lady my driver who does this pickups for me is going to be in your area. I'll pay you. So of course I'm thinking what, what could go wrong, right? If you're going to pay me, I'll just not give you the, the desk. Right. Mm -hmm. But it really is an issue that the next step is the key, right? They want to pay you. And then there's going to be, Oh crap. You have to reimburse me for, I just paid you too much, but it's a whole scam version of the cash app or wow. scam version of the other. Yeah. There are so many things now, and I would just say that all of this has gotten to be where I've, I'm so used to it that the moment I see the, is it available, I'll just say yes. And then if, if anything comes back after that other than, okay, I'm in whatever my town is, you know, uh, is it in good condition? Unless they ask something really interesting, it's usually, can I call you and say, nope, delete, right? Delete the, delete mm -hmm. the just stream right so i would just say anybody who's trying to sell stuff be very careful um you know for one you never want to meet up with anybody 
that you don't trust anyway. But right now mm-hmm. it's all about getting you off of things like messenger and onto your cell. If they can get you on cell, then they can make connections in other ways. They can text you links and say they want to pay you before, or, you know, any of that stuff that's, that we talked about before. If it's too, if it sounds too good to be true, it's too good to be true, right? They're not going to pay you before they get the item. Right. And then they're not going to pay you more than you need so (laughs) that you have to reimburse because of some flaw in the system. That's that's a no, no right there. It's a big red flag. A ton of those things that are happening now that you got to be really careful about. Well, I'm glad you went into that because I I, I'm not currently selling anything online, so I'm not having to deal with that. But it sounds like it's a whole area that's ripe for. It taking advantage of people, right. unfortunately. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you know, Craigslist was big for a while, and then the scammers took over Craigslist. Right. Craigslist was great here yeah. in the Portland area, huge. I know it wasn't big back back east, Ellen, but out here it was massive. Right. I mean, people love to swap, people love to trade, people love to to get deals that way, uh, and it was fantastic. And then it got to be where you get the bots, right? Because in the ad, you would put your phone number. Sure enough, mm-hmm. you get bots, right? So I started getting, try to get smart where you put, instead of 503, you type out the word five, you type out OH as O, and then you type out mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. The bots wouldn't get that and text you right away. But yet now humans are realizing, oh, I can read that and I'll enter it in and start to do it. So just be careful, have a system in place that says, if someone's interested, have a have a response that makes them prove that, they're really interested. Like, Hey, where are you coming from? You know, yeah. or something, or, you know, give me some time available. You know, I'm only, only cash, only in person. And, um, you know, only if you, you know, set up a time and make them, make them do work. Right. And if they do work, mm-hmm. then, you know, at least you can get to the point where you're not going to accept anything, but cash in hand and in a place that you trust. Right. So just cool. yeah. word, word to the wise. Right. Yeah, because and and that's it's such a, a wise thing too, because like the like Venmo, the Cash App, these are great peer to peer. And like when you know the person, go for it. You know, use yep. it. It's it's great. It's convenient. It keeps friendships uh, running well. But <laughs> yeah. when you don't know the person, that that puts a level of of like risk yep. there that it just isn't. I mean, I don't even, like, when I pay for things with Venmo, I don't even do it, uh, like, one, I should be a little bit more skeptical and just not do it, but I, everything's private. I don't want people knowing that I paid somebody money. Sure. Yep. Yeah. I, that's I don't, for sure. I don't need clout for, you know, giving you 10 bucks for a beer. Like, that's... <laughs> that's smart. I mean, I would say, yeah. I would say, like, I, I, am, I am 100% confident in Venmo, Cash App, Apple Pay, because if I see money in there, I know it can't be taken back. I know that they don't have the ability to go and take money from me unless I say go, right? So if the money shows up in my account, I am 100% happy with that. That's why I'll tell anybody I'm selling, say, I accept Venmo, Apple Pay, you know, and that's it. Because if you want to pay me in advance on one of those, I'm okay. But the interesting part was them saying, hey, I want to use Zelle. I think, I think it was Zelle, actually. I want to use Zelle, which mm. I have Zelle. But the link was sent to me that takes me to a false Zelle that I thought mm. it, it made it look like it was Zelle, but it wasn't Zelle, right? Mm. It was, Hey, by the way, this person's paying you at this number, this amount. So you'd be, be careful. It'd be one thing to say, pay me in Zelle. That's fine. When I see it show up in my actual bank account in Zelle, then we'll talk. Right. Yeah. And then that's it. Right. right. If they want to send you that money, they can't get it back. So, you know, by all means. Right. But, don't take mm-hmm. their links to go to those things. Just like if you got an email that said, 
hey, your Venmo account, you know, that someone's trying to pay you with Venmo, click here. Well, you don't need to click there. You've got a Venmo app. Go to your Venmo app and see, did it come through or not? And if it did, yeah, okay, now you yeah, just got money. Off. That's great, right? But um, just be careful. Yeah. And, and cashier right. checks never fail. <laughs> there you cashier go. checks are good. Cash, cash is good. Cashier's checks good. Yes. No money orders. Traveler's right? checks. Get the old stuff. traveler's checks. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny. Right. That's scam, okay. Ryan. That, that's an old one they used to use with Western Union. The, the one I, I remember that one being big with Craigslist early on. It was like, hey, wow. can I send you a wire transfer? Because I want it and I'm not in town, but I want to hold it. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Right? So. Hmm. All right, Alan, I know we battled. Well, that, you're, you're gonna no, no, that's all good. Listen, I realized I had a question back in the email section. I'd love to ask Bill. If I can, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of flip-flopping around here, but there was something I had in my notes I meant to ask, because this is a question I get a lot. And it, it, we're kind of wrapping up our talk on scams here, but this is something kind of harkening back to emails a little bit more specifically. We talked a lot in our discussion about if you get an email that looks suspicious or feels suspicious in any way, some different ways you can check it. But I get questions a lot from people saying, um, worried that they even opened the email, meaning even like opening it to mm -hmm. look at it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Feeling like, because there's been a lot of paranoia out there about emails and how you shouldn't really, you know, do anything with suspicious emails, just opening the email itself, meaning clicking on it and viewing it. And sometimes, you know, they may have logos that download and other content that downloads in the email harm to anybody by just opening the email by viewing it if they're not clicking anything on it uh, there's risk crossing the street okay so yeah. yeah like the the basics of it is like the the risk of you opening a, an email by accident that's supremely you know like gonna be malicious you're, you're usually safe yeah I actually okay. I can't even yeah. think of one example where you wouldn't be but I'm sure right. I'm sure there's a way. Yeah. No, never say never. But for the, the most only part, thing as long as you don't yeah, interact, sorry, go ahead. that's the big mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, like don't okay. click on the links, don't don't right. reply, you know. Get the hackle done. So anybody out there that's worried that if you click on a on a like you see a list of emails in your in your inbox that have yet to be read and you click on one and you're now seeing the contents of that email and you can see that it looks suspicious you at that point have not done anything that's going to open you up any more than, than before um, unless you interact okay. with it is the issue. Yep. Well, yeah, or Brian, or is there something? No, no, no. I would say you clarify if you've opened it, you've most likely led to more of those coming, but you haven't necessarily put yourself open to issues. So if I, if I open an email, risk, but yeah, you're probably going to get more of those because, as you said earlier, if I open the email and those images are being downloaded from their server so I can see them, then their server now realizes that you opened their email. Now, if you don't click on anything, they're probably going to give up a little bit, but they may say, ooh, this person is at least – at least we know this This is an active email account because yeah. they viewed it and they we can see that they downloaded our, our images. Right. So they'll probably try again. But if you're not clicking on, but that's it. I mean, if if all you if all you're saying is, yeah, you might get more of those, but your junk filter is also going to know it because yeah. you're going to tell it it's junk, then you probably will not be any worse for wear, right? That's my assumption. Okay. 
reasonable risk. Yeah. 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 Because that's the biggest key. You you end up in trouble, you know, like just going to the store and signing up for a rewards uh, card to, you know, save 30 cents on soap. Yeah. Those places, you know, uh, the biggest breaches of data are like Lowe's, Home Depot, you know, big box stores. So, yeah. Yeah. The level at the level at which I mean they're not necessarily going to take all your money, but they potentially get your name and email address and everything. So, you know, just be careful. And and to me, email addresses. You know, I've I've gotten to the the habit of I have one email that I use that I will sign up for any of my stuff with that I know that Mm -hmm. that's the one that's going to get scammed a lot or or spammed a lot. And then I have my other ones that I rarely ever put into accounts and all of that because I want to keep that clean, like my university one. Yeah. So, you know, I think that those are the things. You'll get more of them, sure. But clicking on links, following, calling things, those are where you, I think you get in trouble, right? Yeah, That's where you can exactly. really get in trouble without even recognizing it. So, yeah. And just so yeah, I can clarify for people. Interaction. Yeah. Yeah. And just because I get this question a lot, I'm just going to kind of clarify. So what we're talking about when you do click on an email, meaning you're just clicking to read it, where it shows the contents. If your email program is set to where it's going to download any images that are in the email, those images being downloaded in your email are basically like little beacon signals back to the, the people who sent that email to let you know, to let them know this person at least viewed the email which is means yep. we should try to send more of this kind of email to them. Uh, right. But like you guys said, it doesn't put you at risk. You're not giving them any information. You're not opening yourself up to an exploit. You are just unfortunately now probably going to get more of those. Spam. Well, you showed them that you're a real emails. email address. So if they put out a yeah. million of these, they're expecting you know, 200,000 of those to be bad email addresses, right? I mean, Alan, you know this because you've sent newsletters out, right? Where it'll send Mm -hmm. it out and a lot of them come back saying, nope, that one's no longer any good. Well, the way you know it's no longer any good is because it bounced back. The way you know that someone opened it was because the images got taken from your server to that person just because they wanted to view it. So, and, and, and again, I know we're going around in circles here, but when we say download, we're not actually saying you downloaded it to your desktop or you brought the image yeah. down and saved it on your computer. We're saying you viewed it. And if you viewed it, it means you're seeing something that was brought from their server to show you like the, you know, a, like a logo, like a signature, like these things that might be there. You, you get those all the time. Right. And again, the, you, you can't get away from those. Right. We're not going to suggest you shouldn't ever look at an email. Um, now, a lot of email uh, accounts now are email uh, clients have turned off like Apple has gotten pretty stingy about this to where all of mine will say, would you like to load remote content or not? So I'll see all the text, but the images are not there until I say load. And you probably, if you've got that enabled, don't click on load unless you know it's a place that you, you know, like to shop or like that, that is, is legit. And then you can see, because if not, they won't really know that you've got the email unless you've downloaded. So, yeah, well, no, like, I, that's what I was going to comment. Yeah, go ahead. Hmm? Red receipts. Yeah, like what was your, that, Bill? Your, yeah, so like your, your email clients have things called red receipts, which basically is like, okay. if they open this up, let me know that they opened it up. And like, that's something you can turn off in your settings. Yeah. And so like, you know, if you're, you're worried about that, turn that off. Because yep. like really, if, if somebody needs to talk to you that bad, email's not the way. Yeah, yeah. that's a good call. 
Email is not instant messaging. It is not face-to-face. It is a long-form communication. Three to five days Good point. should be your, your return. Hmm. Yeah. Really? See, for me, it's a little longer. I, I respond to emails a lot longer than that. So three or to five months all, is more actually. my average. You, you, if it's you part of the family, he never responds. Yeah. So <laughs> it, that helps. This is why Al and I get along, though. Because yeah, yeah. he and I respond at the same rate, which is, uh, you emailed me? <laughs> I know. So, Alan, can I ask uh, Can I ask you a quick question? So, sure. uh, do you think that's the same with, with text messages, where we have the read receipt, like iMessage, where it says read? Is that something that we should turn off? Are we opening ourselves up to a scammer yeah. knowing that we well, saw their text? But only, most scammers don't come with iMessage. Right. They don't come through the blue dots. They come through the green dots, I would imagine. Right. Because they don't want to be tracked. Most. Easy. But again, I'm not going to put anything past yeah. them that they'll find a way yeah. to do it through a, the, the blue dot iMessage. Yeah. On your iPhone, later, later versions of the iOS have a read receipt toggle function where you can say, I want to be notified if this person received or viewed the text mm-hmm. message I sent. So you're right. The green dots, meaning they're coming from a non-iMessage, non-iOS yep. text message system, don't have those. You're not going to get that that benefit. So people won't know if you viewed their text message or not. But I'd still say we got to be cautious on that. I mean, if it comes through your list of messages, and you can see right away just by looking at the preview and without having to go in and actually click and view the message, if you can see from that preview that it is a spammy one, Go ahead and delete it. Get rid of it or whatever. Don't even click yep. on it to open it because then all you're doing, Brian, is letting them know, Telling oh, hey, this is a valid you, phone number. Got it. And yep. they got yep. it and they read it. So we can send more stuff to them. Again, you're not opening yourself up to a, a, a problem. You're not giving away any information. You're not going to get exploited. You're just going to get more of this crap is, is all it is. is if you well, and I would just, I would just say things. if, if – if this becomes an issue, which I honestly had not thought about until just now, then there is a setting. I don't know if you guys can read it or if this right set up. For, Let me see you know, if I can send read receipt. You. Hold on. This is in my settings. Nope, that's me. That's Hold you. Yeah, of course, it's all about. There we you. go. No, right. This is in my. This is in my settings under messages, and I've got an option here for send read receipts. So I guess technically, if you're worried about that, you could toggle that off, which means they'll not see if you've read that text or not, which is one of the things I, I think I might actually want that off anyway, right? Yeah. Because this is a little trick. You, you open yourself to me. I, I almost open myself up to a lot of stress when I text Bill and I see that he read it, but then he doesn't respond <laughs> for three days. I'm yeah. like, okay, he really just doesn't want to talk, right? So yeah. maybe if I turn that off, I'm you know lowering the stress for everybody else as well. So, uh, But hadn't thought about the scamming. See, I'm on the opposite well side of that. I'm on the opposite side when I actually do click and read somebody's text and I realized, oh, now they know I, I read it. Yep. Now yep. I feel this need that I have to respond and I don't want to respond right now. I'm kind of stuck. So I'd rather, yeah. I may just need to turn that off as well. Yeah. well I was going to say that, that I, nice. I actually feel like I might turn it off as well. It's a cool little feature to say, oh, I'm going to yeah. hold on because the person just read it. I'm going to give them a minute, right? But Well, I'll tell you what would be nice. Than it is, right? I tell you what would be nice, and this may be a feature request for future versions of iOS. It'd be nice if you could turn on and off the read receipts based on whether the person sending you is already in your contact list or not. So in other words, if it's somebody in my contacts that I know, I'd like for them to get a read receipt. I'd like for them to know if I received the email or vice versa. But if it comes from some source that I don't know, 
uh, that's not in my contact list. Do not do give not any kind of read receipt back. Don't let them know I read it. That's that would be really an easy thing point. I think they could do. So, yep. Yep. Cool. Well, guys, I think we've talked through enough about a lot of strategies, a lot of ideas for, you know, how to, how to avoid getting scammed. Um, the biggest takeaway for me, and I'd love to hear any closing thoughts from you guys, just final tips for people. The biggest thing for me is just, it's a lot of, it's a lot of thinking through what you're reading and seeing. I mean, it's just thinking logically about what you're getting, what you're receiving. Is it too good to be true? Does it look like it doesn't belong with the company that says they're sending it? Does it not make sense for any service or something that you would have gotten or some transaction that they're referring to? If it doesn't make sense, doesn't seem to be right, chances are extremely high it's not. And I'd err in favor of treating it as spam, treating it as junk, not acknowledging it, then then not. So it's just time and diligence. But uh, any any final words of wisdom from either of you guys on people with dealing with scams? Uh, well, I'll just say really quickly, I, I'm a big believer now that um, most of the things in which I give money online, you know, Amazon, right, accounts, eBay, and all of that, I'll do it through the app. And if you go through the app and you know that you're logging into the app and a lot of them have two-factor authentication and everything, if everything you do with your credit card is through the app, then you can feel a little bit more confident that that is going to be legit. When you start getting asked to do things on a website, make sure you chose to go to that website and you know exactly which website that is, as opposed to someone led you to that website. If someone led you to that website, I think that's, that's really sketchy. Um, and again, we're kind of lucky in that most people, when they try to scam you, they're scamming you on big company uh, logos because they're playing the numbers game, as Alan said earlier. So with the big company logos, they usually have an app or they usually have some other way of getting in there that you know you can go. Just don't take the easy way of clicking a link. Yeah. Bill? Great. Yeah. No, and th- that says like, you know, if, if you're walking down the street in New York and somebody tries to tell you there's a deal down this alley, it's a scam. Don't fall down the alley. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So you're saying you're going you're gonna to pull up your iPhone and search for that alley. How many people have died in that alley re- recently? Yeah. Oh, that alley is actually a place for good deals. Okay. I'll go and I did Please my report. due diligence, yeah. right? I can pull yeah. Google Maps and just see if the, yeah. you know, the pins start lining up in there. And then like, you know, you're okay. But, you know, yeah. verify first. Yeah. You know, but yeah, yeah it's slow down. Mm-hmm. Don't make money decisions on the mo- in the moment. Yeah. And like give yourself time to think through because if, if it's really a situation where somebody needs it now or whatnot, you're not, you're never going to be locked out forever. You may be inconvenienced for a moment. Good call. Right. And being inconvenienced for a moment is better than being out. You know, like this last one that hit me, they almost got $2,000 out of my account. Mm. You know, that's, yeah. that's a lot of money for me. Yeah, so it's like, hard. it's, you know, you gotta, gotta make sure that you don't panic and like try and do too much too fast. Yeah. And make sure the print, the prints from Zaire at least gives you some time to, to try to make your decision about, you know, accepting the money. And, you know, let's talk about a long-term plan as opposed to a very quick decision plan. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I believe, I believe the print from Zaire is going to get me the money, but I'm, I'm in the long game, right. To make sure that it's it's all true. So there's always a quid pro quo, you know, like, I want to go to Zaire. I, I want to hang out. <laughs> hey, listen, Prince, I will come to you 
right? Yeah. And then we'll talk about You give me right? your address. I'll come exactly. see you and yep. I'll come do this yep. in person. That'd be great. That's right. That's yeah. right. As our friendship blossoms, I'll be willing. That's right. <laughs> I would be glad to be your, your servant here. So the one All last right. little quick thing I was going to say, my one last little takeaway. Again, I, I just thought of one more. I just want to make sure people knew we've all alluded to it a little bit, but email programs you use, or even now text messaging, they do have the options to note a email or even a message as spam or somehow flagged, especially Google mail or other uh, robust email systems, hit that junk mail button, tell it that email is a junk mail and it will learn from that and you will find less of them coming in to it. Don't be afraid to hit junk mail. When you see something is clearly a junk mail or a spam mail, hit that junk mail, let them know Google and other providers will learn from that and they will they're building that database of just knowing all these people who are saying these are spammy emails coming into our accounts. We need to take better efforts to block them out. So, and even on text messages, you know, you can block numbers. You can, uh, I think there's even some capabilities to flag or report certain numbers as abuse or scam. If they're coming through, please use those. It's not just a personal convenience to you. It's also building a database for them to use to help prevent future ones from coming through. So, yeah. Yep. Good call. All right, guys. I think we're done. I think we're going to wrap it up for tonight. Of course, we went longer than expected. That is a par for the course what? and par of usual, but you know, yeah. Surprise, surprise. Um, Bill Kerrigan from Pacific University, uh, the customer service supervisor working in information technology. Thank you so much for joining us, Bill. It was great meeting you and uh, glad you were able to chime in on this topic because I know it's something you deal with quite a bit. So thanks for being with no, us. No, thanks for having me. This has been fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah it's, yeah, it's good to be able to, to put it out there. Absolutely. And you're always welcome back anytime we got a topic you're, you're interested in chiming in and discussing with us. And uh, Brian, it's good seeing you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's our weekly appointment. <laughs> yeah. here, so. uh, I'm just thinking, you know, Bill, Bill's going to take my spot as the brother. You know, the uh, it'll be brothers in tech. And then Brian will be a guest every once in a while that'll pop on. But uh, Yeah, Bill, how do you feel about changing your last fun. name just for the show? I mean, just for the show. It'd just be Jackson on the title. I, I don't need you to do it legally. Just It would just be for the show, just so I can keep the brothers in tech thing going. And then I'm not a maybe man. we'll let Brian hop in occasionally. You okay with that? Yeah. I'm, I'm into it. Oh, okay. Do you need me to shave my head? Um, no, no. no I, I'd like for you to no. look as little like him as possible. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, Bill. But what I would like you to do is, you're, I'm going to send you a link, and I need you to click on this link and put in your credit card number, and then we'll we'll know at that point that you're ready to commit to the show. Okay. That's so, right. oh, no, don't you, think you want me just to put it. my social security number up on the camera. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah let's, let's go, go ahead, ahead and do that, that right? on, the, on the camera view. That'd be great. Awesome. Actually, this whole show inviting you as a guest is one big scam. Yeah. We're just yeah, trying right. to get We're your personal information so we can scam you going forward. Yeah, that's go. right. Can you share your screen, please? Okay. Brian, if somebody right. wants to contact us, they want to write us, talk to us about, uh, about scams, about, Things they've seen, maybe maybe people have come across some really unusual ones that they want to point out and yep. get some advice on or help share uh, on the show in the future. How can they go about doing that? Yeah, they can send uh, an email to uh, info at scamme.com. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's my other email. Um, info at the mesh.tv. 
uh, send mm-hmm. us an email. Uh, maybe tell us whether or not you'd like to have Bill on the show uh, instead of me in the future. Um, and I'm sure we can make that happen. Um, tell us about future topics that you're interested in. And if you have any scam uh, updates to help us with, we'd love to pass those along. You can also go to our website at www.brothers-n-tech.com and see previous episodes Um And then uh, you'll be able to find some more info about things that we're into. So, um, yeah, come and check it out. So, Alan, it was it was okay as always. So, same here. Ditto. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Guess I'll just talk to you. I'll talk. I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, that way. That's that's the only time we're going to talk. Right? It's the next (laughs) recording. So, (laughs) all right. Hey, Bill. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Bill. Take care. Good seeing everybody. Thank you. All right. And hold tight because I always forget I've got a little graphic to play and I'll play it now. So take care, everyone. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.